Yo, what's going on, you lovely people out there? Uh, Nathan Kane there, how you doing? Uh, welcome. We are back for another episode of Me, Myself and Basketball, brought to you, of course, by NBA UK fans. And you know how it is, by the fans, for the fans, for you lovely people out there. If you're new listeners, hello, welcome. Uh, return listeners, how you doing, man? Hope you guys have been well, keeping well, staying safe and all that. So you know how we do on this podcast, you know, it's a podcast, it's, it's for the fans. We get, we, just, we get you guys on, you, you people out there, fans of the NBA in the UK, come on to the podcast each episode. And we, we have a good old chimrag about about the beautiful game that we love, about your, your journey, about your story. And yeah, and at the end, we have the, the starting five challenge. This episode, we're talking uh, all, all things Miami Heat. Our guest for today, it's uh, Dan Healy from Miami Heat UK. How's it going, my man? I'm very good, Nathan. Very good. Great to t- finally speak to you. Um, and thank you for having me on. <laughs> Oh no, mate, mate, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you, mate. It's it's so cool to just talk to us. There's so many like of us fans here in the UK mm. who love the NBA, and so good to just reach out to so many of you guys and you know just, and just have a a good old chinwag together. It's, it's 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 a lovely, heartwarming family feeling. It it really it really is. And the, what I love about it is I've been I've only actually been around on this sort of platform for about two years, and the growth. Mm that we've seen yeah. in that time frame. I mean, I think NBA fans, uh, NBA UK fans alone, I think have more than doubled in that time in terms of their following and so on. So it is great to see this community continue to uh, just take leaps. Um, and the more and more content that's coming out over that time is brilliant. Some of the fan accounts, some of the podcasts, uh, yeah. not even teams, uh, team-specific podcasts that are out there. It's just, uh, it's it's mind-blowing, really, how quickly it's, it's gaining some traction. So it's great to be joining you today. Oh, mate, mate, you echoed my thoughts exactly, man. Tell us about you. So you, so you, you, uh, you're from Miami Heat UK. Um, tell us how you got into that. How, how you, you know, how you, you started that account, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Tell us the story behind that. Well, the uh, I'm actually relatively new to NBA in general. I've only been following the sport for five years. Um, mm-hmm. It's a story I've told quite a few times. So some people might get bored of this, but it's uh, it's um, it's a really mundane story. But it's um, it, I'm a big, big fan of any sport. Any sport over here, you give me a league table, you give me a fixture list, and I'm all for it. I love it. So, <laughs> I've, and I've always, always had that. It doesn't matter what it is. But I've never, ever, never did, never even thought entered my thought process to look over the other side of the pond and see yeah. what was going on in America. I don't know why, which seems really strange. Um, mm. And it was my younger brother who, about five years ago, um, said the NBA is about to start tomorrow, new season. He said, yeah. I loosely followed it the year before. He said, I think it's a sport you'll enjoy. It's fast paced. It's really easy to pick up. The rules are simple. Give it a go. Pick a team. I'm going to try and get into it this year. And it'd be good if you do too, because we can bounce off each other. Okay. I said, OK, no worries. Yeah, NBA, no, I'll give it a go. He said, download the league pass. It's a free trial for a week. If you don't like it, you can scrap it. They play more, you know, three or four times a week. Choose a team. So I went, right, OK. Who's your team? I said to him. And only because he'd been there recently, he said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna follow the magic. He's since abandoned the magic. <laughs> In fact, he abandoned the magic very quickly uh, when he realised that they're, they're not, you know, <laughs> good, good franchise, but just a terrible team. Yeah. So he jumps in. But anyway, I said, OK, right, you're going to be Orlando. I'll keep it in state. I'll carry on in Florida. I'll be Miami Heat. And Miami nice. Heat at that point was one of the only teams that I'd heard of. If you was to say to me five years ago, name it five NBA teams, I genuinely would have struggled. However, okay. the Miami Heat was a team that I had heard of. Now, we watched that first game. Funnily enough, it was a, it, it was a season opener, which was the Heat versus the Magic. 
We won that game. And from that moment on, it was like an instant click. It was like a love affair. I loved it. Everything was so new. The fact that it was these roll-on, roll-off players that you could, you know, a a 24-second shot clock, you know, all of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I I just thought, this is great. This is really, really enjoyable. I love how quick it was. I love how you can be up big and then two minutes later, you can be down. It's, Mm. uh, it it was, I, I fell in love with it. And since then, I've barely missed a game. Uh, I went into um, uh, League Pass to fully subscribe to that. I started buying jerseys. I started learning about the franchise history and so on. Um, but yeah, it was, as I say, it was instant love affair. Nice, man. I, 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 no, that's such like a, a brotherly thing to do. Who's your team? I'm going to pick the opposite. Or the, that's it. The, the rival. That's just it, so I can it. piss you off. Yes, a bit of sibling rivalry. That was it. I just thought, yeah, let's do this then. Let's keep it in Florida. Because I also thought, well, you never know. If we do get into this, um, we might be able to go out there. And, you know, Miami's a pretty cool place to play. And since since then, I have been out there as well. So that sort of came into my thought process as well. You know, you don't want to be going to, you know, Milwaukee. <laughs> you want to be, I thought, okay, Miami could be, that could be a good place to go. So, uh, yeah. So that, yeah. that did also enter the psyche as well. Okay. Um, so who does your brother follow now then? Well, he's a Sixers fan now. He's a Sixers fan, and it was uh... to be fair to him. To be fair to him, he did follow the the Magic for pretty much the whole of the first season, and he went out to um, New York with his mm. um, with his fiance, and mm. uh, they wanted to go and see a Knicks game. But the Knicks price, the Knicks were terrible as they always are until recently, of course. Yeah. Um, and he thought I'll go and see a Knicks game, but it was like a hundred and fifty dollars was like the cheapest ticket he could get. And he said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay that for a team that's awful." So of course, <laughs> of course, um, literally an hour's train journey away is Philadelphia. So he thought, "Okay, well, I'll book a train journey. I'll go out and see the city." Uh, and of course, Philadelphia has this incredible sports complex where everything is in the same place. So yeah. you've got the NFL stadium, the, the MLB stadium, and so same with the Sixers. They're all there together. And it was the same thing. He went to see a game, he, a bit like me. By the first game, he went, this is my team. I want to I want to support this team. And like me, he's, he's followed him ever since. So he's a full-fledged Sixers fan now. Okay. Oh, I could, well, yeah, he's, he stayed loyal eventually. Eventually, yeah. But I, yeah. I have no I have no problems with him abandoning the magic. I think that's absolutely valid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no offence if, if there's to, to the two magic fans in the UK. No offence, guys. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And actually, I've got a shout out because your, your question was actually, how did you get into growing this account? And yeah, two but- years ago... Um, it was actually Grant, who you know we love over here, uh, Grant Jones from Magic UK. He, it was me giving him. We was going back and forwards on my own personal account, and we was giving it, each other a bit of stick, light-hearted uh... banter and all that. And he actually DM'd me and said, "Look, Dan, you you know your stuff. You you know you're clearly a passionate Heat fan. There's hardly any team-specific Heat um, team team-specific fan accounts out there, and there wasn't at the time." He said, "Why don't you start a, a Heat you know um, fan account?" So I undenied about it and thought, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. And here we are. Best thing I ever did. Nice, man. Cool. I mean, and it's, it's great because obviously you have to watch all the games and stuff, but if you enjoy it, it makes it even better, isn't it? It's, it's Ab- just... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that that's a really valid point because, you know, you, you, we see a lot of these fan accounts pop up and then go again. There's some mm. really, really good ones in the UK now. But, yeah. um, you know, if you're not enjoying it, it's going to show in your work and you, whether, you, whether you just tweet or whether you do podcasts or whether you write articles or whatever it is, you've got to be enjoying it because if you're not, you're not you're not going to get a following because you can tell that in someone's work if they're not enjoying it. So I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, man, cool. And yeah, no, no offence about that uh, last magic reference I just made. Just a joke, guys. <laughs> but let's be honest, the best thing about Orlando is Disney World. Now, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so five years ago, uh, it was ma- magic uh, heat. I mean, I mean, it's, just, it's like everything like the styles all lined up, you know, with uh, you choosing heat and then it's heat magic and that and that opener. So, who would have been the team then for the heat? Well, you know, Heat fans may remember this, but that season was uh, was the season that we had this famous thirty and eleven run, um, where we started terribly. We started eleven and thirty, and everyone said, you know, we've got a tank now and all the rest of it. But the Heat are renowned for not tanking, and we turned the season around and went on the second half of the season thirty and eleven with this very mediocre sort of roster full of you know B minus C plus players. Um, and, uh, and and we missed out in the playoffs on a tiebreaker to the Bulls, which was really heartbreaking. But that team was basically the, the, the year after Dwayne Wade left for Chicago. And um, okay. it seems mad to say, but when I was watching that first game, I didn't even know who Dwayne Wade was. That shows you how incredible this is. <laughs> the best player that we've ever had. And when I first yeah. started following this team, I didn't even know who he was. But that team was full up with uh, Hassan Whiteside, um, Dion Waiters, Josh Richardson, okay. Justice Winslow. So just, you know, a, a real mediocre team. Um, but they, I, I loved them because they were, um, you know, that, that, always they, they, they sort of fit that culture of these players that have been outcasted here, there and everywhere, travelled all around the league, you know, undrafted players in players like Tyler Johnson and people like that, and yet could give anybody a game. And, uh, you know, it was so heartbreaking, as I said, to lose that after on all that momentum to lose that on a tiebreaker, but it did help me. That was my first full season supporting us, uh, supporting the Heat, and it helped me love them even more. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, if, if, if you're seeing those players, in your head you must be thinking, OK, well, the only way is up, Yes, really. exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the great thing about, um, you know, the Miami Heat, is it, it we've, the, the culture, as I t- came to learn about them, the culture that they stand for, that, you know, always they... they, they stand for is hard work and determination and being the best conditioned and all the rest of it. And that's why when you see all of these players that come in, you very rarely see a player that comes in and leaves the worst player. We always make them better. You look at Tyler Johnson, who got, who got like a, a 20 odd million pound contract. Hassan Whiteside went from, you know, all over the G League and went out to China, I think, and so on. He became a max player under the heat. Seems criminal to say that now, but one once upon a time he was very good, um, you know. And uh, yeah, so uh, you know, Udonis Haslam, for example, undrafted, been there eighteen years. Mm. So it's great to see, um, you know, the fact that it doesn't matter what team you seem to put out there, the Heat will always make you competitive, and that's that's great to see as a sports fan. Okay, the most question, right? And be, be honest, hand on heart, if those those players from twenty in twenty sixteen, right? If you knew then about this players what you know now would you have chosen the heat <laughs> well to be honest this was something when we started so badly um mm. my brother said to me um why don't you you've rushed into this why don't you go and now you now you, <laughs> you, now you, you know that you like the sport that's the main yeah. thing you like yeah. the sport why don't you now do a bit of research and find a team that you think you know, we're, we're, he said, look, we're not going to let you be a Warriors fan. We're not going to let you be a Cavs fan at the time who were very good as well. He said, yeah. but why don't you ever look and see if there's a team now that you think that you want to follow? Because no one wants to see you just tuning in to lose every game. And I went, you're joking. I said, this is my team. These are my boys. I'm not banned. And I said, these are with them. And, you know, I stuck with them that year. Um, and it was testament to it because they actually gave us an incredible fairy tale ride at the end. And since then, as I said, We've had some mediocrity, but now we're starting to turn the corner and we seem to be a good team now, as I said, after that, after last season's success, going all the way to the finals and yeah. so on. 
um, suddenly now it's like it's like I'm being rewarded because I missed all the good days. I missed all the the LeBron and the big free era and the rings and all the yeah. championship parades. I missed all them, man. And now you know, the, the, uh, even though we're not we're not one of the favourites, we're we're up there and we can we can mix it with the big boys. So that's that's good enough for me, without a doubt. Mm. But you say you're not one of the favourites. I mean, this season is weird. I the East, well, even the West. I don't know who's going to make the finals, mate. Um, so I think you've got yeah. the, as good a shout as anyone. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so if if you missed the big three, then you missed LeBron, Wade, uh, Bosch. Like who, who were the who were the best players that you've seen in your time watching the Heat? Well, I mean, I was fortunate because Wade did come back, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he finished yeah. his career after after an unsuccessful spell in in Chicago and mm. Cleveland. He yeah. ended up back in the Heat, which was great. Um, so I did get to see him. So it would seem weird to say anybody else because obviously that was during his time when he was obviously past his peak by a long shot and mm-hmm. you know but he was still so influential and he was yeah. just it was just great to to witness um watching him play for the heat so he's still obviously with top list but um obviously you have to look um i've got some i've got some sort of old favorites in that in my short time i mean i know he gets a really hard um time and sort of probably rightly so but hassan whiteside when he first came in mm-hmm. was sort of my my star player he was my first jersey that i bought um, when he was young and hungry, he looked every part of the Max player. So, you know, he's, he, he was he was brutal. He was a big force. He's just obviously um, the fan base turned on him, and correctly so because he, <laughs> you would never you would never find him ever wanting to look engaged, and uh, and that that would infuriate some any fan that sees a, a, man, a man taking home thirty odd million, not twenty eight yeah. million, yeah. and just never looking bothered. So uh, <laughs> rightly so, uh, he got he got some bad reps in the end. But he you know he. At the, at the beginning, in the early days, he was one of my favourite players. But you have to look obviously closer to 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 to, um, to, to the present now. With yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler is just every. I mean, he already Jimmy Butler even even now. Mm. There's probably only Dwayne Wade above him that I would put in terms of Heat history. Uh, maybe Alonzo Mourning. That, that 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 that's a shout. Yeah. But I think that he is up there for somebody that that can change a franchise yes. almost single handedly. Yeah. Um, for what he's done, I think mm. he's. Is inc- I don't think you can you'll see that again for for a good few years because we was a nothing team we was maxed out to the to the eyeballs we had no real future uh, we we had missed the playoffs and suddenly Jimmy comes in and takes this mantle takes the takes the uh, the torch from Dwayne Wade mm. and talk about a match made in heaven I mean it's just uh, you know he fits everything that Miami Heat culture is for Miami loves him he loves Miami yeah. um, the fact that he can he, he sort of guided these young. Sort exactly. of rookies and yeah. so on into in and, and took them to the finals uh in his first season i think uh is is pretty special so yeah. uh, obviously jimmy jimmy mm. is way up there no when you guys got him i was like yo how how did no one else like try and have a bite of this i mean and yeah it, it fit perfectly because he they were they you, you guys you had the young players but they weren't there yet and then with, with his you know his experience you know he's even though he's not measurably old but He's a veteran mm. to just you know be like okay guys this is how we do it this is how we're gonna you know chase the ring and yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, it was a perfect fit damn it I'm not jealous um, yeah <laughs> I mean I, I, as you say it's uh, you know this was when, when like when when you look at the LA Clippers for example mm. um, they was they, they when they got the Kawhi apparently it was Kawhi that wanted Jimmy. To join him there, mm. and it was when Jimmy said, "No, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Heat because that's going to be my franchise." Um, that that you know that was when they went for Paul George. So yeah. 
it does go to show that, that sometimes it doesn't... I mean, Jimmy would have had a much better chance of winning the ring in LA than he would have done with Miami, without a doubt. Mm. And yet, because he knew what he could do there, what he could build there, that it was going to be his team, mm-hmm. um, I think that you know that, that was mainly part of, of the reason why we went on such an incredible run. Because if you're... The bottom line is with Jimmy Butler, if you're here to work hard, mm. it doesn't matter if you're not the most gifted player. Jimmy Butler <clears> will tell you he's not the most gifted player. But if you're going to work hard, if you're going to be a dog, if you're going to bring it to, a, to to practice, if you're going to give 110% in every single game, practice, whatever you do, um, then you're on his page and he'll fight for you just like you'll fight for him. And that's what happened. That was the reason for the success last year. Because this team was made up of rookies, really. Yeah. Tyler Herrod, Kendrick Nunn, yeah. uh, Duncan Robinson. They, they was all part of the, the team that took us there and a big part of it. And it was Jimmy Butler and, and them lot. So, you know, incredible, really. Um, who's your... <clears throat> so- Okay, apart from Butler, who's that, who's your favourite player on the current roster? Uh, well, it has to be Bam. Has to be Bam. Um, okay, yeah. I, I, I was um, I was a big on the Bam uh, Bam bandwagon from day one. Uh, you could see he was very raw in his first season. In fact, his first two seasons really. But the level of growth that um, you could see he had everything: an agile, big, athletic, you know, centre. That's everything that the NBA want at the moment. And mm-hmm. um, you could tell that if he just rounded into player that you know just a couple of little things he needed to sort out, and he's still got such a he's still got such a leap to make. You know, we're starting to see this mid range now, which it wasn't part of his game last year. Um, he can guard one through five. He can bring the ball up. He can act as a point guard if you wanted him to. He's big. He's athletic. He can dunk. He can as soon as he once he adds that three point game, which I think will come. Um, I don't see uh, he could be well. He'll be. Well, he already is. He's already, in my opinion, the top three centre in the league. But we could be talking about him in the next two or three years becoming the best centre in the league. And that's yeah. that's that's quite a shout when you look at Jokic and Embiid. But I think he can be on that level very, very soon. I'm massive on that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I hate you on that, man. He's a very good player, man. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about games, right? So, in your time watching the Heat, what, what, what's been your, let's say, your, your most memorable game? Well, there's been a few um, sort of special moments. There's been, um, I mean, the, the one um, in Dwayne's comeback in his life, that that last dance that he was doing where he was going around, obviously, all the arenas and yeah. swapping his jerseys with all the players. He had that memorable um, buzzer beater against Golden State where he sort of, his first shot got blocked and then he just chucked it up with like 0.5 seconds to go and it went in. And it gave him that one mm. last chance to do a lap around the arena and stand on the scorer's table and do this is my house. So that was... <laughs> That was really special and really nostalgic. But uh, Nathan, I'm going to actually, I'm going to probably annoy you a little bit here. It's going to be a Raptors game. Oh, and the reason why is because oh, the first game I ever went to go and see for Miami uh, was against mm-hmm. the Raptors in Toronto. And the reason why we went there is because my cousin, who uh, a bit like me and my younger brother, he took on, he, he, he followed the NBA at the same time as us. And it's really helped yeah. the, the love for the game with us because always we do now whenever we're together is just sit in a corner and talk basketball. So we love it. We eat <laughs> and sleep and breathe it. And we booked this dream trip out there um, to go to Toronto. It was actually uh, on um, a homestand that the Raptors had where they was playing the Heat, then the Cavs, and then the Warriors. And this is when the Cavs and Warriors were obviously title contenders. So it was about three yeah. years ago, I think. And um, okay. we went out there and both of us, it was the first time, incredible trip, an incredible city. We went out to, you know, at the time, it wasn't the Air Canada. It was, was it Scotiabank, was that it before? Yeah, Scotiabank. Scotiabank yeah, incredible place. Um, real sports bar, bang opposite. We was in there from pretty much yes. midday, drinking pitchers of lager. Um, so we was yeah. in there. We plotted up brilliantly. 
Um, and off we went. We walked across the road into there, both walked up those steps and saw that cult, uh, that logo. And he was beaming because obviously he was a Raptors fan. So was I. And look, we both said to each other, look, we're here. We love it. This is the first time we're going to see our teams play. Let's just hope it's a close game. Don't really care who wins. Let's just do We don't want to see a blowout. That's what we said. And it went down <laughs> to 1.7 seconds on the clock. Raptors up by one heat ball. And there was an inbound where the Raptors completely just malfunctioned on defence and gave Wayne Ellington a clear path to the basket for a layup, which he made with about 0.3 seconds to go to give the Heat a one-point win. And I'll tell you what, I think you, you managed to get an inbound right under your basket and Cal Lowry, I'm sure it was, launched it and it hit the back rim. <laughs> it would have counted. And uh, But it was just the most incredible game. Um, so that... It will will forever be untouchable. I don't care whether we win rings from now on. That moment was the most special moment for me. A very memorable one-point win in a regular season game in a, a nothing really season, but um, it was special. So sorry, Nathan, about to, to reminisce with that. But uh, you asked the question. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thanks for coming on. See you there. <laughs> no, yeah, no. So listen, I've been about as far. I'm used to this kind of halfway thing. But that's, that's, no, that's basketball. I mean, like even like, in a nothing season, like just uh, in, when you're caught up in a game, yeah. the emotion, the highs and lows, the adrenaline, the excitement, it's uh, yeah. it's and indescribable. That's it, and that's something right. You've had your successes as well, my man. I mean, good God, I mean, <laughs> I can't, I, I, no one's going to feel too sorry for you. Uh, you know, very, very, very recent times, you've had some incredible success and it's in incredible games. Um, so I've got a soft spot for the Raptors. Okay, well, obviously not. Soft enough no, to, to, to bring it up. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so okay. So you've been to the Scotiabank. Have, have you been to Miami? I have been to Miami. Yes, I've went out. I've been so I've, that was actually the only time I've ever gone to see Miami where we've won. Um, I went out mm-hmm. to Philadelphia with my brother. We took a big lead of about thirty against the Sixers. Um, watched him sitting there absolutely pig sick um, through three quarters, and then they had this incredible run and they ended up beating us. Um, we had a, a Dwayne Wade shot on the buzzer that missed that would have given us the win, but we lost that one, so I was sick for that. Then I, I went over to <laughs> Miami um, for a three-game homestand, the only time I've been to Miami so far, um, a three-game homestand, um, and this was during, again, the Wade last dance um, campaign. So it was, the idea oh, was to go it. out, to watch Wade play three games against the Pacers, the Wizards, and the Sixers. So I thought, okay, hopefully we can pick up a couple of Ws there, get to see Dwayne play one last time and um and that would be uh, obviously my first time in Miami as well so it, it was just like the trip of a lifetime um yeah. Wayne D- uh, D- Dwayne Wade missed the entire trip because he was on paternity leave <laughs> and we lost all three games <laughs> oh, no. so um yeah that was uh cheers Dwayne yeah that was uh yeah, that, that sticks in my mind, but it, it's a funny story <laughs> and it, what literally makes me laugh is obviously that the three games that he was out was the three games that I went and he was back the next game. So it was literally like he just, uh, his, his wife had just given birth. He sat that homestand out and it was back to business straight after that. And we lost all three games after going up in all three games as well. We lost Aww. all three. So I've got I've got a one and four record watching the Heat across, uh, <laughs> across the pond. Uh, okay, so uh, I mean, I doubt she's ever going to listen to this, but um, Dwayne Wade's wife, Gabrielle Union, you are so selfish. It's very selfish. Very. Right. Yeah, I've never forgotten it. <laughs> so you, you owe Dan reimbursement money. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but what, 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 like, can you describe like what the atmosphere was like in Miami? Because I, I, 
I get the feeling like Miami's like, you know, very you know, upbeat, party, carnival kind of place, you know, and I can, I can imagine the games must be like, you know, even for energy. Yeah, I, it was, it was you, you know, you, one of those places where you, you have in your mind where how good it's going to be and it exceeds that. And it was the same when I went to Toronto, to be fair, just the city is just buzzing. Mm. Um, but Miami to just have, you know, that, that South Beach vibe where you've got obviously all the neon lights and, you know, uh, obviously the most incredible mile long or miles and miles long of golden sand beaches and yeah, you know yeah. palm trees and clear skies and we went in like november and it was just incredible just beautiful um so we sat in the um in the clevelander one day all day long literally from, from the when they opened to when they closed that was buzzing but then to come back and then you go across the bridge and then you're in downtown and that arena that sort of overlooks the, the bay and mm. uh, i remember we got there ridiculously early for that first game we was about an hour and a half early and we just sat there with about three other people that was in there just sitting there, just uh, obviously mid-November, just still lovely and warm in this open-air sort of bar area where there was uh, DJ playing and, you know, banging out tunes and just sitting there and just watching all these vice colours, you know, flying everywhere. And I just thought, this city is just the, the, like everything that I want to be involved in. Uh, it's just amazing. And, of course, the games were electric as well, as you would expect. But, yeah, it just it, it, I fell in love with it more so than what I thought I would do. And I just can't wait to get back because I was due to go back um, just before the season suspended last year. My trip got cancelled, which was mm. such a shame because obviously being involved in this account, the heats follow me and they laid on some quite nice things for me to do. I was going to be part oh, of uh, warm-ups and so on. I was going to be on the court while the team warmed up. They'd oh. invited me into Eric Spolster's press conference. Oh. Um, I was going to get all some nice privileges. I was going to get to talk to people like Eric Reid who calls our games and so on. And that was literally a week before the the, uh, the, the NBA got locked down and suspended so the trip got cancelled. So, yeah, a massive shame. But, of course, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's something that hopefully one day I'll be able to get back and do. But, uh, yeah, just the, the most amazing place. Mate, the basketball gods have already got it in for you, haven't they, mate? They have, Jeez. I know. They have. I think, I think with the heat storm, my record... They, when they're watching them, they'll just say, nah, you can stay there. Yeah. Can someone please eat a bat, please? Um. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, but yeah, no, it's, it, I, as I say, it's, I, just, I, I couldn't have chosen a better team. Considering I literally did just pluck the team out of thin air five years ago, mm-hmm. I just can't, I, I can't imagine anybody else supporting anybody else. Uh, uh, let me, okay, let me ask you a question, right? Um, yep. How would you describe supporting the heat in three words um culture mm-hmm. um uh vice yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have to put the vice in i have to put the vice in and just um uh, i don't know uh just warriors i think warriors is probably the wrong name considering there is a team called the warriors but the team the team <laughs> sort of they 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 stand for that they everyone's like a, a one for all uh it doesn't mm. matter who you are it doesn't matter whether you're a max player or a or a g leaguer um with that everyone sort of stands for each other so um brotherhood maybe would be a better word than warriors because oh, okay. um i think that yeah, when you look at especially the success that we had last year, that was mainly yeah. built up of of players that nobody had ever heard of. I mean, I hadn't mm-hmm. even heard of Kendrick Nunn before the last game of the preseason when he dropped 40 on the Rockets and yeah. suddenly he's a starter and suddenly he's this great player. That sort of shows you that this is someone who just who just bounced around and tried to find a place and he found a place yeah. in Miami. So that's what I, I mean. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a superstar. 
of a G League player. Um, if you can come in and, and, and stand for that Miami Heat ethos, then you're going to mm-hmm. do well. Okay, cool. All right, nice answer, man. Nice answer. Yeah, you mentioned Vice, so um, let, let's let's talk jerseys. Yes, right? let's talk jerseys. Okay, first off, I need to ask you, what are your what, what's your opinion on the uh, I I call it the uh, Fanta Burst Slush Puppy <laughs> kit. Um, it was one of them that when I first saw it, I thought you've ruined the entire collection, <laughs> this incredible collection, and you bought this out. I, I thought, nah, 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 I'm not seeing it. And then of course, when you start to see the the official promos rather than just the grainy leaked images. Mm-hmm. Um, it started to warm on me. And then I obviously I bought it because I needed to get it to finish the collection. And it did wear on me. Don't get me wrong. It's still the worst out of the whole <laughs> lot. But it did grow on me. I did. I, I came to like it, especially with the cult and so on. Um, what I didn't like, what I don't like is actually the shorts. If the shorts were just in black or something, yeah. I think it would have been better. The fact the shorts sort of merge into yeah. it. It just, as you say, it just looks like one of those yeah, fancied slush puppies things that, um, you know, uh, so that, that that was sort of probably the worst bit about it. But, um, yeah, the jersey collection, Vice era officially ended last night after the Sixers win. Oh, okay. uh, that's it. We don't see Vice anymore. Um, but what a collection, man. What I mean, just another reason why I love this team is just the merch. Is just off the, off the charts. One of the best in the yeah. league. Yeah. Okay. So you got a collection. How does your collection go back? How far back does your collection go? Um, I must have. I reckon I've probably got about twelve heat jerseys. Nice. Um, I'm also now a fully fledged Miami sports fan, so I've got every Dolphin jersey, every <laughs> okay. Marlins jersey, right. um, even the Florida Pampers, all that. So uh, into Miami now, obviously oh, yeah. in fruition. I've got one of theirs as well. So I, I've got overall three quarters of my wardrobe is just Miami sports Bloody merch. Hell. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a little bit out of control, <laughs> not just with jerseys, but with with tees and hoodies and all sorts. So yeah, it's a bit embarrassing when, you know, I, I go down to the pub with my friends and I'm just wearing Miami stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think the, um, I think the Miami uh, uh, heat stuff. Yeah. I've got, I've got the entire vice collection, all five, five, one, two, three, four, five, is it five? Yeah. Five of them. Um, then I've got all the usual uh, icon statement jerseys, the black, white, and um, uh, the red one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then I've got an old school Floridians Sha- Shaquille O'Neal one, which I love. Just got that off of Mitchell and Ness. Okay. Um, and then I've got I've got LeBron one, the old school uh, LeBron one, and then I've got a couple of other the uh, Dragic ones as well. So yeah, I think there's about twelve in the collection. Wow. Okay, and which one's your favourite? My favourite is probably. It has to be in the Vice collection because all of them were just so fire. Yeah. I would probably say the Vice Knights collection, which is the black one, the black Vice, which was their second edition. It started off with the white one and then the black one. Then they did that silly pink one, which <laughs> is actually all right. It's just it doesn't go with my complexion at all, being a pasty ginger <laughs> lad. Um, so that doesn't, that doesn't come out the wardrobe too much. And then they've done the blue one, which was last year's. And then, of course, this silly Vice Versa thing this year. Um, so the white, uh, sorry, the black one is my favourite. Not only because I think the, the colours just pop, but the, the I don't know if anyone remembers the promo to that, but it had the uh, it had the um, Night Rider vehicle going across the bridge from South Beach over to uh, to the oh. arena uh, with the Night Rider music coming in, and then of course the promo as they done on court was the uh, In the Air of the Night by John uh, John Collins, uh, sorry Phil Collins, <laughs> Phil Collins, uh, funny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do it that that promo with all the rain coming down. So I just thought not only the jersey but the promo side of it, the marketing was just on point. 
just the thing about like, another thing about basketball, which like as a football fan, you just don't get like, the promos that they give, right? so that, good. that they do. Mate, I mean, even like um, to, to to announce the starting fives and like, yeah. mate, it's like. Jeez, I'm, I'm hyped up. The game hasn't even started yet. That's it. Um, it's pure production. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like mate, it's like Spielberg esque, mate. <laughs> oh my god! Like, forget the game. Show me like, these clips over and over That's again. That's it. Absolutely, it's fantastic. So that was a really marketable campaign through all of those vice jerseys. So they've done very well out of that. Okay. All right. Have you got anything like in your collection that you think, jeez, did I really spend that much money on this? <laughs> Not with the heat. When I started getting into the Miami sports in general, I just thought, right, I want to be involved in everything. And I spent about £80 on a Florida Panthers NHL jersey. And I don't know why, because I do keep an eye on it. And to be fair, a couple of years ago, I was into it. I did watch a lot of the games. But I don't know why I bought this huge hockey jersey that has like enough room for all the shoulder pads and all the rest of it. I'm, if anybody's seen me, as you know, I'm, I'm skinny. I weigh about 10 stone. I'm pasty white ginger lad, and I had this eighty-pound red Flor- uh, Florida Panthers jersey that um, just swamps me. And this is—it's like a small as well. I bought a small, and it swamps me. And I just thought, wow. and every now and then I look at it, and I just think, fucking, why did why did I spend my hard-earned money on this thing? Um, but there we go, there we go. But it's part of the collection, showing some love. Is it is it is there anything else that you've got your eye on at the moment in, in terms of adding to your collection? Oh, always, always. I, I there, there's many there's many a heat jersey I still need. I want to get all like the um the the uh, white on white or the white hot I think they call it the black on black the mm. the red hot stuff. Um, that was all like during the LeBron Wade the, the big three era era where they was yeah. uh, sort of hitting playoffs. I haven't got any of those and they're really hard to come by. So I'm trying to get all of them. Um, but my main main holy grail is um they do it like the old school in the old font uh heat jersey that i've got in black i've got a lebron one of them with the red heat jersey but on the miami heat store they do the white version and that's still it's still got okay. the um uh, the heat lead letter red lettering it's mitchell and ness and they do a Dwayne wade special where he's signed the back of it so it's embossed into oh, the number three okay. And then down the side where it's got the Mitchell and Ness logo and all the rest, they've then done all like his championships and all the rest of it on the side. It's about £250, mm. but it's still there. And okay. one day I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to treat myself to it. I'm 40 next year, so I think I might get it for that. Um, so there we go. Oh, there we go. So that, that's that's still high on the priority list. I must have that. Um, okay, random question. If you can meet Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, right? say like if you turn up to your yeah. doorstep tomorrow, What's the, and you can, you can only ask him one question or say one thing to him. What would you say? God, that's a good question. I would say, why the hell did you not manage to keep LeBron in, in Miami for longer? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, look, that's always a sore spot with Heat fans. As I said, I missed it, so I can't have too much of an opinion on it. But the the, the, the fan base mm. is very split on LeBron James because some love him because, let's let's have it right, he helps us win two rings. Um, but yeah. others don't like him because they left him high and dry and that era should have gone on much, much longer. Um, but he did what he wanted to do. He wanted to go home. He wanted to ring, uh, win a ring with the Cavs, yeah. which he did do. So I've not really got any hate yeah. for LeBron. But, yeah, I think um, Dwayne, I would say in his ear, look, come on, man, you know, you should you ran this franchise. You know, you're the best player to it. You're the best player in Heat history. You should have kept LeBron there longer. You should have, you should have done all you could. So I'll, I'll give him a hard time about not keeping the best player to ever play basketball <laughs> in, in South Beach for longer. <laughs> uh, I get it, man. Just let it go. Damn. Yeah, but yeah, as you said, he wanted to go home, man. So you can't, you can't really, yeah, that's it. You can't really be mad at someone. Like, it's like, like when uh, Kawhi left to go to the Clippers, like, well, he's, he's going home. 
that's the thing. Yeah. Nah, that's the thing. I, I mean, as I said, it, it was it was before my time, but I, I the, the the what sticks in the heat a lot of people's throats is they thought that that should have been a period of utter dominance. That should have been six, seven years of rings, mm. and um, you know, it, it was sort of left. I think the reason why they're a bit sore with it is because he gave all the inclinations he was going to stay, and then he didn't. Um, so I think that was a bit of a falling out with a lot of that. Uh, a lot of the fandom and Pat Riley and so on. But there we go, it's done now. And uh, he did go home and he did win his ring. So yeah. um, good luck to him. As you know, the, the, the account creator, account manager for Miami Heat UK, um, what, what does what does game day or game night for us, what, what does that look like for you? I mean, are, are you are you up at all hours of the night? Are you following all the games? Yeah, I've, um, I, I stupidly watch every game live. Although this season I've really struggled. I think I've struggled because... Um, there's no fans in the arenas, uh, which mm. I think really makes a difference to the watching experience. Look, don't get me wrong, I think they've done an incredible job to put on a season for us and you know make it as safe as possible. But last year was my first year, my first full year running this account, uh, which mm. was crazy because it went on for like almost a year with the shutdown and so on. That that season went on for so yeah. long, like a full calendar year. Um, but I watched every game, every minute of every game. Whereas this year, even though I have watched every game, barring a couple when I was laid up in bed with COVID, um, mm. I've, I've struggled with uh, like falling asleep at half time and the odd third quarter and so on. So I've missed a fair bit, which annoys me because I want to watch it all and provide content and so on. But a game day would normally look like we would we would always do a pre-game show of, over on our YouTube channel. Check that out, please, everybody. Miami Heat UK TV. Please subscribe. Um, so we do cool. a uh, we do a a game day from the UK live show there with me and a few other guys. Uh, we would preview the game and give our predictions and so on. That's for about 15, 20, 25 minutes each game day. Uh, then I do a um, people will know they probably come across the heat hot picks that I do, which is five in-game variables, which I tweet out and I have to say yes or no to whether it's going to happen. And there's been a season-long okay. leaderboard for that. So they go out, and then, of course, I start with the in-game comms uh, to try and give people uh, information in case they can't be stupid like me and stay up all night watching games. They can watch <laughs> the highlights and get an idea of the feel for the flow of the game through my live feed. So uh, that the tends to be the general uh, game day um, Heat UK flow. Nice. Do, do you do that even like for, for the West Coast games? Yeah, unfortunately, man. It's, especially when we're on a, a back-to-back 3 a.m., uh, that's pretty brutal. Uh, when you're watching games at three and they're finishing at sort of half five, six, and then your alarm's yeah. going off at seven uh, because you've got to get out for work. Uh, yeah, I never <laughs> like, I never like a, a West Coast trip. <laughs> but it's got to be done, man. It's got to be done. Yeah, no, mate. Dedication to the cause, man. I salute you for that. I salute you for that. <laughs> uh, what kind of, okay, what kind of fan are you? Are you a, are you a quiet fan? Are you a analytical fan? Are you a shouter? Um, I have to be quiet because I watch games live and if I'm loud, I get um, absolute abuse from my wife for keep the noise down. You're going to wake the kid up. Um, so I have to try and be quiet. But no, look, I'm, I'm one of those where, apart from in last year's playoffs, for example, that band block on Tatum where I literally shout the house down. <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively con- conservative. I, I try and keep my emotions low or not get too carried away when we're winning and not get too down when we're losing i try and keep that level ground it's difficult sometimes and i try and stop myself sometimes tapping away tweeting anger and then deleting them because i think no 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 calm down calm down (laughs) so it it does get away of you a little bit but in the general i'd like to think i'm relatively passive i try and keep but don't get me wrong look once playoffs start once if we you know especially in a run to the finals last year all all cards are you know on the table we're 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 going with we're full full blown into it Okay, you know what? I I can relate to you with the whole um trying not to tweet things. <laughs> that this this season especially, especially the amount of times I've I've typed in 
what the hell is Aaron Baines doing? And just <laughs> deleted it. <laughs> so, no, just, just try and be supportive, but mate, he's making it very hard for me. That's that's it. I 100% know exactly where you're coming from, mate. <laughs> okay, mate, cool. Let's get into the last bit, right? Yeah. What everyone gets to do is choosing their, their own starting five, okay? It doesn't have to be the best five. It can be just the five that's personal to you. Right, yeah. That means something to you. Could be could be your favorite players or players that you have an emotional attachment to or anything, right? But yeah, so your five will be the the five for this podcast until the next episode, unless people pick the same players. Okay. Um, but it's, it's it's all down to you. You have the power, mate. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna stick. I didn't know how to sort of when you when you put this over to me um, in the notes. I thought, right, should I do like my favorite players in the league? Should I do my favorite players of all time? Should I do my favorite? But then I thought to myself, no, I'm gonna keep it all Miami Heat. And I'm going to do my favourite players that are since I've been following this franchise for the reasons that you know um, okay. uh, that I've got I've got like a sentimental attachment to. So okay, yeah. um, at start we'll start off point guard in the mm-hmm. one is Goran Dragic. Oh, okay, um, he's cool. the he's the longest tenured player that has been playing for the Heat apart from obviously Udonis Haslam. Um, since I've been following him, mm-hmm. I, I still find him incredible that at his age, and all right, look, he's not ancient. I think he's 35 now, but so he still might have a year or two of production. But I think that he came in from the Suns, again, another player that bounced around a little bit, but another player that just sort of dropped in there seamlessly into Heat culture. And I think that he... As a European player, mm. he's loved by Miami, Miamians. Uh, Miami loves him. He loves Miami. He takes them on as one of their own, which is not always the case when you see a European player. You don't often see that. So I think that him mm. still at this age, still throwing up productions, and that there's been times this year where he's looked old. But recently, he's looking good. He's looking good. And what we saw last year in the bubble, uh, you know, watching him break down and cry in that game when he went out for warm-up because he was trying to play mm. with that plantar fascia, fascia um, uh, uh, injury of his foot and realising he just couldn't move, couldn't bounce, and then breaking into tears. That just shows me that this guy, that that's that, this is like a, an, a, a six to eight week injury. And he was trying to play yeah. 48 hours after he did it, just to try and put it all out there for the team. So Goran Dragic for me is a hands down uh, in there at, at the one. Okay, nice. uh, next up, I'm going to go with shooting guard. I'm going to go with, well, it's got to be Dwayne Wade. It's got to be Dwayne Wade. Okay. I, I it just, you know, to, to be able to see him back in Miami where I missed all the good times was obviously very special for me personally because I didn't see any of the good stuff. I'm just annoyed that I didn't go out to see him and get to see him. So I almost didn't put him <laughs> in because of that. But um, how, 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 can, how can we not have um, the best player to ever play for the Miami Heat, obviously, okay, in there? Cool. So, so he slots in there. In at the three, obviously, is Jimmy Butler. As I say, he already, for me, goes in just behind Dwayne as the second best player in Miami Heat history, which seems crazy, considering this is just year two for him. But I've never seen yeah. an impact, as we touched on earlier. I've never seen a player have such an impact with such a mediocre team. And, OK, we are... We're, the, these players now credit to them but because they're, they're really sort of working to improve their game to become very good players. But we, the Miami Heat had no right to get to the finals last year with Jimmy Butler and that roster. You know, that that, that, that is that that's yeah. that's a sixth, seventh seed, um, first round exit in anybody else's book. And for what he did yeah. in game five, I've never seen anything like it. Um to go toe to toe with the best player ever in my opinion with LeBron James, missing Goran Dragic, missing Bam Adebayo in that game. And he mm. left that famous um shot with him Bent, uh, sort of leaning over, just exhausted over the banners, uh, over the boards, the advertising boards uh, in game five. Mm. We took that game. 
and that was literally every blood, sweat, and tears. He, he was limping into his um, post-game interview afterwards. I'll, I'll never, I'll, I don't think I'll see something like that again. That was just incredible. So Jimmy, for what he's led us to, the fact that he will quite openly admit that he's not the best player, but he will no one will work harder than him. That that drives home a lot for me. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Butler, without a doubt, in it three. Nice. Right in the four. This is going to be a bit strange because I'm going to switch Bam over to the four and put him at uh, put oh. him at power four because okay. um, he he can play there. Obviously, as a centre, but we have seen him play there before. Mm-hmm. But Bam has to go in. Um, as I said, no ceiling, Bam. No ceiling. This is what we refer to him as. I think that from the leaps that he's made in just year in just three years in the NBA, um, he has to go in. Um, and I'm excited to see where he comes. I might get there might be people, non Heat fans, that will be listening to this when I say that he'll be the best centre in the league in the next three to five years. They might laugh and think you joke, Dan. But um, <laughs> I, I watch him every game. I can see what he can do. He, he genuinely is just getting started. So I think the rise is phenomenal. And I think if he continues on that trajectory, then he'll be in that. In, he'll be in the Embiid and Jokic company before too long. And because of his age, he's what, 22, 23? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got, we got exciting times from Bam. He's the face of this franchise for many, many years. So Bam's in there at four rather than five. Okay. And the reason why I'm going in at five is because I have to have I have to have to Hassan Whiteside in just because of the fact <laughs> that he was the first player that I thought, well, you know, this guy's great. when Because he, he was, when he, the great is, is a really, really, that, that's a stretch, you know, to say great. That's a real loose great. But okay. when I first started watching this team, he was my guy. He was the first jersey I ever bought. Um, I've got a soft spot for him. He did show when he when he showed intent. When he showed that he was up for a game, he was he was a good a match for anybody. Mm. Um, it's just a shame that once he got paid, it was like thank you very much, and that was it. That was the last we saw of him. And it just goes to show because he went from a max player to a minimum player mm. uh, when he went over to the to the, to the Kings. Uh, well, actually, it was Portland first, and then to the Kings. Um, so um, yeah, we very quickly fell out of love with <laughs> Hassan Whiteside. But for sentimental values, the fact that he was my first crush on this team, if you like, that's okay. the right word, yeah. and he was my first jersey. Um, Hassan get, Hassan Whiteside gets a special mention, so he's in at my five. Okay, that's that's a, that's a nice five. It, it's like every player yeah. means something. Absolutely, okay. that's it. There's a bit of sentiment to each one. Okay, so recap. So so point guard, Gordon Dragic. Uh, shooting guard Dwayne Wade, small forward Jimmy Butler, power forward Bam Adebayo, center big man Hassan Whiteside. Cool. Yes, yeah, mate, you got it. Ah, right, mate, Dan, thank you so much, man. This has been it's been a great chat, very fun, very enjoyable, very you know, you know your stuff, man. Um, if people wanna, good. if people wanna uh, wanna find you and you know, follow you and follow the Miami Heat UK, uh, where can they do so, man? Please plug plug with your stuff. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, it's um, I'm across the social media platform at the Miami Heat UK. That's at the Miami Heat UK. Uh, mainly responsive on Twitter, but do have Instagram, Facebook as well. So go and give us a follow there. Um, the YouTube channel is something that we started. Well, we started it about a year ago, but we've actually started putting content on regularly from this season onwards. Mm-hmm. So it's taken a bit of our attention there. That's Miami Heat UK TV. Uh, we've got a couple of hundred subscribers there, but we want to try and grow that. A lot of focus is going into that. We're doing our live streaming shows. Shout out to my crew over there as well. Danny Van Alden, Sam Aquara, John Jablonka. They will um, help me out there on a game-by-game basis doing a live preview show. And, of course, you can see the or you can listen to the podcast, which we have, which I'm very proud of, uh, Heating Up the UK. That's called. We're over 50 episodes into that now. Uh, I've had the privilege to interview some incredible people that work for the Heat. 
Uh, Eric Reed, Jason Jackson, um, Ethan Scully, all these people that are in, in and around the um, the organisation I've, I've sat down with and had chats with. So they're available across all pod- podcast platforms on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. So go and follow that as well. Um, and that's it, man. Yeah, we're just here trying to do our bit representing the heat this side of the pond. But I am an unbiased fan. So, you know, whether you're it doesn't, you don't have to be a Heat fan to follow me. If you're there to chat hoops, I'm going to chat hoops with you. So come give us a follow. Mm, nice. <laughs> so, I'm an unbiased fan after he names all five Heat players <laughs> in his time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I had to do it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Dan, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Guys, that's it for this episode, man. If you want to follow us, you can follow NBA UK fans on Insta and Twitter. It's NBA underscore UK fans. Um, we'll be back with another episode soon, man. But for the meantime, it's been me and myself and Basketball brought to you by NBA UK fans. By the fans, for the fans. Till next time, take care, man. Later.